Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 47. Yes. Well, it was all stream. I'm Chris here with my co-host and cousin, Neil Carroll. Welcome, everyone. Let me tell you something. I have thoughts. I have opinions. I don't care who knows it. Got things to say this well, week. Well, you shouldn't care who knows it. That's the whole point of a podcast. In theory. <laughs> uh, let's start off, as always, with the latest episode of What If. Oh, yes. Uh, so, enjoyed. Don't know if it was better than the previous episode. Very different. Uh, a little on the depressing side, but I liked... Um, I liked what they did there because it basically it is the quintessential time travel interdimensional thing. It's like you have an evil twin, you know, that's the back to the future thing. It's like, I can't see myself in the, you know, when I go back or else, you know, a butterfly will float its wings and Manhattan will disappear or something like that. So I, I dug it. I was like, I like this because that's been missing for a while. The doppelganger, ba- uh, you know, back to the future time travel thing with Doctor Strange. Yeah, absolutely. So like this episode, I agree, was depressing. <laughs> um, yes. Essentially, this centers around an alternate universe where um, Dr. Christine Palmer, who yes. is Doctor Strange's love interest, Right. Um, she is with Doctor Strange during his car crash, and instead of him injuring his hands, she is she ends up dying in the car crash. Right. Um, that's why it's titled "What If Doctor Strange Lost His Heart Instead of His Hands." Nice and twist as well. the The episode is as depressing as the title of the episode is. But well, hundred percent. I mean, it was a departure from the the previous three. Episodes. Well, we thought like the previous episode was dark because like they, what if all the superheroes died, was basically episode three. Now we're just getting into deeper, darker territory where it's like, okay, what if this one person, innocent person, dies, and now Doctor Strange, throughout the episode, is trying to go back in time with the time stone. And change what happened. It's a nice little twist because originally in the movie he, you know, injures his hands and he can't do surgeries anymore, and that's what motivates him to go find alternative um, medicine. medicine. And it winds up with the ancient one and becoming Doctor Strange with magic right. and all that. This Learning he's all trying to figure out a way to bring his the love of his life back, and that's how he ends up with the ancient one. And and you know time stone and the whole thing so he's basically using that to continuously go back in time the problem is uh what is it called that um that she oh her death is a an absolute point in the timeline right absolute point means that it can't be changed so no matter what he does no matter how he changes the circumstances surrounding her death she always dies Right, which, again, is an example of great writing because to come up with a, a, a notion like that one, it's, this is the constant, this is a permanent thing. It's like, we get that. It's language we can understand. We know what it means immediately, you know, and then we can, we can all get on, on board 
and suspend disbelief. Like I'm good with that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think, so what did you think about the, the whole, um, like his plot as far as having to absorb the powers of the different beings and then eventually having to find another version of himself to try to take his power as well. I thought it was cool. Also, not the first time we've seen that tentacle being. Hmm? No, that's the second time we've seen it. The first time was right. in episode one. Which was way back in the past. Yes. So I like this notion. They're threading the needle here, you know, peeling back the onion, taking their time. Um, I, I dig it. I get it. Like he has to absorb that. He's got the evil twin you know, I'm, I'm, I was in, you know, I, I kind of wanted it to go on. Like, I'll say this while I don't think it was the best episode, like I wasn't the most engaged. Um, like the previous episodes reminded me of a, of a Saturday morning. This was definitely, you know, an adult, like I needed to actually take the time to really pay attention to what was going on. Right. Having said that, this might be the most well-written episode. Okay. You know? Yeah. I, I would give it that. I would absolutely give it that. I can that. see that. Yeah. Um, so then, essentially, by the end of this episode, and this, is, this was what I actually liked about the episode, is that right. um, he eventually is able to absorb the, the good Doctor Strange. Right. And then he uses that final power to resurrect um, Palmer. But the problem is once he does that, he has now torn reality apart. Right. And the watcher appears. And I love that the watcher's involved. Carry on. <clears throat> yes. The watcher appears. He's the one who's kind of narrating and leading us through all these different stories each week. Yes. And he is basically dr strange begs him on his hand and knees please please help me fix this you're a god you can do this he's like and the watcher refuses he won't intervene he says he's only there to observe like that's not what he does and the everything around dr strange collapses except for him right i liked that they did this because this is basically the first time where we've seen the how an alter changing the timeline, changing events in the past, how it affects. what the consequences are of that. We yeah. haven't seen that yet. We've always seen, oh no, we'll go back and fix it, and they go back and they fix it, and it's done. Or we've just seen kind of like timekeepers erase it and right. Loki stuff like that. Very and this quick. And we easy actually fixes. we saw from beginning to end what happens to one of the layers of the universe right of the multiverse um what happens to that layer when it's messed with it pretty much ceases to exist uh, yes and i kind of get it i'm like i still I'm, I'm okay with that explanation oh yeah without a doubt acceptable it works it makes, you know, it gets us moving, which I think is good, keeps everything moving. But I, I again, like saying like I did before, not the best episode, but definitely the episode I want to see a sequel to, I think, the most. 
Like yeah, I want to be interesting to see if we get evil Doctor Strange back to some yes. capacity. Um, do you think the Watcher should have done something? Well, I mean, yes, which I think is the the problem the Eternals are going to run into explaining away their uninvolvement, non-involvement in the, the last decade of Marvel stuff. But, but so it's like we'll call it the eternal Eternals problem. Yes, he should have gotten involved. However, with a being like that, they're too godlike. Like it's the Superman dilemma. So I'm okay with them watching for now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm okay not rushing into a into a uh, forced explanation of their power and demonstration of of same. Like I'm good with it. Yeah, I was fine with it too because that's like that's what the watcher is. He's literally the watcher. He's there exactly. to watch. He is and and record the events of the multiverse yes. without interfering. I believe there are many different watchers. Like he's not the watcher isn't the only watcher. There's 100%. A ton more of them. Um the only thing that I find interesting is that is in the comic books, the right. watcher is notorious for, for not just watching. Yes. <laughs> he is constantly breaking his rules and getting involved. Right. Um, in what's going on in the world, particularly what's going on on earth. Right. Um, so I think that's a little funny tidbit, but Anyways, it's good to see that this watcher, they're they're having this watcher stick to his guns. He is not gonna get involved at all. Which again, I, I'm I'm digging. Uh, I also think it's wise to introduce the watcher here because maybe that can be its own phase in the live actions at some point. Yeah, you never know. Maybe he's gonna appear. You know, he he got his debut in the Fantastic Four. Um, yes. You never know if once they roll around, he'll he'll make his debut in the movies, live action there as well. Very um, ready. You know, if that's the, the his introduction, he well, he doesn't really get involved in his introduction, but in his follow up in the Fantastic Four, that's when Galactus rolls around, and I'm pretty right. sure that's when he gets involved. And I'm all good. Um, so we'll see. Uh, let's talk about the news this week let's do some rolling or trolling we're gonna save what if for now we've got more next week um there's gonna be nine episodes of what if so we've got we're we're not even at the halfway point yet we're working our way working our way um okay rolling or trolling what do we got very Tom Cruise heavy in the beginning of this. Really? Well, he does things. Yeah, the first being Tom Cruise did 13,000 motorcycle jumps to prepare for Mission Impossible 7. Okay. Um, 13,000 motorcycle jumps to prepare. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Could, could so so in thirteen thousand he survived them all. Well, yes, he obviously he he survived them, and without you know damaging himself too severely. 
Yeah, I'll give you a quote that he said, this is far and away the most dangerous thing I've attempted. We've been working on this for years. I wanted to do it since a little kid. I have to be so good that I don't miss my mark. Okay. I think I said this before when he, we were talking about him and his stupidity. <laughs> I enjoy Tom Cruise. I, I like his films. He's a watchable actor. As far as his stunts go, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with them because if you you know if you mess yourself up, good for you. You deserve that for being a jerk. Like let you know you don't need to be hanging onto the side of an airplane. We can hmm. that I'll okay for a CGI, you know. But good for him. He's doing it. He you know he's getting paid the big bucks. He's risking his own life. Okay, fine. And you know what else? I'll say this because I often complain <laughs> about the price of movies. And how I think that's one of the one of the problems destroying Western civilization, uh, and and I, I belabor and bemoan the big salaries of these actors, but you know what? He wants to hang on to the side of an airplane as it takes off. I'll go see that movie. That's, I'll pay. That's, I'll pay ten bucks if there's someone that's at least earning that. Yes, or in a way earning that right. paycheck. Like he's, you know, he's going above and beyond. To, exactly. Emma Stone, who I, I was upset with at the last our last episode because she complained about, you know, only making, you know, one billion as opposed to a billion and a half dollars this year. It, it, she wants to, uh, you know, strap a firework to her back and launch herself into the Dalmatian coat factory in Cruella 2. Uh, OK, fine. Then I'm on your side in that lawsuit, girl. But otherwise, no. So, so, so that's the long way of saying I'll roll with that. Okay, yeah. Have you ever heard of the 10,000-hour rule? Yeah, you got to do something for 10,000 hours. It, ta- it, it takes 10,000 hours of intensive practice to achieve mastery of a, of a skill. This yeah. was essentially what he was doing. He did it 13,000 times. He didn't do it by hours, but he did right. it over 10,000 times. Um, you know, that's some dedication. Yeah, give it's him also, that. he's it's a nice looney tune to have that time. but this is this is one of those cases where someone's obsessive personality is yeah. actually a benefit to them correct um so i'll roll with him for that um but he, this next one i think you're definitely gonna roll with um uh-huh. i think are you aware of the kind of the health issues that val kimmer kilmer has had over the last few years. I think a documentary I, was just released yes, about yes. it. I don't know if you've seen it yet. <laughs> Excuse me. I have not. I want to. But yeah, he has throat ca- or had or is he had throat cancer. Throat He's cancer free, but it be- essentially ruined his voice. He can't right. speak. Um, right. it, really, he he. I think they use like a machine for him to be able to speak, and yeah. he. Uh, I think he eats through a feeding tube. Yeah, it's it, it ravaged his system absolutely. But Tom Cruise made okay. sure that Val Kilmer was in Top Gun Maverick. All right. His return to Top Gun was uh, spearheaded by Tom Cruise, who was adamant that Kilmer reprised his role as Iceman in Top Gun Maverick. That's awesome. I will roll with that. But wait a minute, didn't Iceman? No, that was Goose. That was Goose. That's right. That's right. That's right. That was Goose. Okay. So, yeah, I'm down with that. I dig that. 
Yeah, I'm all for it if it was like he was the advocate to the studio and not like Val Kilmer, you must do this. Oh yeah. If he wasn't like forcing Val, like if he was forcing the studio to let Val Kilmer be in in the movie, then that's that's great. Yeah. If he was forcing Val Kilmer to be in the movie, like just let him not be in the movie if he doesn't want to be in the movie. Um, Can I, can I give a corollary? Conditional role. Yes. Conditional, but I'm, I'm rolling with it. Um, Corollary to that is, um jersey boy represent kevin smith um released his jay and silent bob reboot and his characters of blunt man and chronic uh he had val kilmer step in and play blunt man which was a nice uh nod to his years as batman but since kevin smith's silent bob plays blunt man it worked out because the character doesn't speak there you go. Interesting. And so I thought that was kind of a nice, a nice touch. Nice. That thing. is nice. Yeah. That is nice. I did not know that. It also um, is rehabbing Val Kilmer's kind of um, image because for years he was known as a bit of a difficult, like, like a, uh, uh, what's his name? We talked about him. The, the guy played the Hulk, Ed Norton. He was known as a difficult guy to work with, like openly in Hollywood, even though he was really good at what he did. So, right. so this is kind of rehabbing him, and I'm glad he's back on the scene a little bit. Absolutely. You know, no one wishes that on him. That absolutely, no. absolutely. No. Um, continuing on. Yes. So it had kind of been joked about that Jason Momoa and Dave Bautista. Like, I guess they had joked amongst themselves that they should do a buddy cop movie. Yeah. Pardon me. <laughs> so and it is happening. Apparently. Their phones have not stopped ringing off the hook, and Jason Momoa have said that because of that, they're likely going to end up doing some sort of buddy cop movie together. What are your thoughts? Are you rolling or trolling a uh, Jason Momoa, Dave Bautista starring buddy cop movie? I am trolling this one. I'm trolling it. Here's why. Yeah. I think Dave Bautista does a great job as... uh, Drax, okay, but everything else I've seen him do, I'm not really like compelled by it. And then, um, Jason Momoa, he's another one where it's like, okay, I get your Game of Thrones thing, and then Aquaman, maybe it was because, like, the you know, Justice League was not great. Um, his turn in Aquaman by himself was adequate but not amazing um that's my problem like when you look at you 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 know the fantastic four what's his name chris evans you know he had acted prior to the fantastic four and even though that movie you know people laugh at it now and it was campy but that vaulted him to success like i don't think I don't think Aquaman vaulted uh, Jason Momoa to that status. So I, I'm just trolling. Like I don't, no, nothing about that combination makes me want to go see them act. Yeah, I think, I think the the weak link in that combo is Dave Bautista. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Jason Momoa. I think he's very good. Um, I do think. 
it's tough to say because I think he his career now, his acting career is very like charisma dependent. Yes. Not so much acting dependent, Correct. if that makes sense. No, it does. Um, I would say the same applies to Dave Batista, but his isn't even so much that because he he basically in anything that's not like him being a quiet brooding action role yeah. he's, he's just playing Drax right so i don't i don't know if that's something i want either so I, it's a slow troll for me it's a all right slow troll <laughs> acceptable um neil have you ever seen the movie the rocketeer years and years ago well they're doing a reboot for disney plus of course thoughts do we know thoughts do we do we know anything else other than it's happening do we know actors um we do it is um it is i'm I'm just looking it up real quick to make sure that i get the correct um the correct person involved for one yeah, because that's that David Oyelowo. Okay, well, that does nothing for me. Uh, so, um, so, the, he, so there's he that. Is, um, it's being produced by him and his wife, and right. he could possibly play the starring role. I think um, we don't need the Rocketeer right now. I'm going to slow troll that because i would love to be um proven wrong but you know i i I think i think that has been sitting on the shelf a long time for a reason yeah um i mean people real like people who like that movie really like that movie yeah i've actually never seen it i'll have to go and watch it one of these days but i mean there's um, a lot there but still, otherwise, you know, I, I don't really know much about it. So I don't think I could I, I can neither roll or troll. I can neither confirm nor deny. Finally. Yes. DC Fandom. I'm ready. Is returning this year. And we will be getting looks at a lot of stuff, including Aquaman 2, the Batman, Black Adam, the yes. Flash movie. Um shazam fury of the gods season three of harley quinn the upcoming peacemaker show two of the two dc video games that are coming out uh suicide squad kill the justice league and um the the batman one that i'm forgetting the name of and a bunch of new animated hbo max shows that are coming i think there's a mini series aquaman one that's kind of in the vein of harley quinn that's like a three episode thing and the new uh batman animated series that's coming i'm ready for all of it rolling all the way yeah i'm i'm excited for it i think we are getting it october 16th is the is dc fandom day um so we're definitely going to be covering it and probably doing a podcast just on what we see um and you know, hope hoping we get some good stuff. A, a new Batman trailer, uh, maybe a, a Flash trailer. 
um a black adam trailer shazam trailer i mean aquaman all of them like they're i'm i'm ready for trailers i'm i am down i am so ready for trailers yeah come on this is going to be the come best. on um lastly i should say um because i didn't mention this before the our last bit of news is that yes i i touched upon top gun maverick but it's been yes. postponed again what is now the to deal? memorial day of 2022 oh. oh come on so this will now be <sighs> two years after we were originally supposed to get it i i get like i'm trolling the postponement because it's it's ready like it's obviously ready um but I get them wanting it to be like a summer blockbuster. But still, though, like, I'm just like, just put it out. We need it. Why wait? Are they, I guess they're hoping for a movie theater experience, like hoping by 2022, you know, life is normal again. But, you know, it's things are working. Like, you're still getting that buzz and everything else by putting things out half yeah. and half. I say go for it. I think, at, yeah, I think at some point you need to just take your loss right and get what you can like i get it yes. you're they're they're not saving it for a movie theater experience they're saving it because they want to make the most money off of the movie as they can yes which and in order to do that they need as many people to go see it as possible so you know i uh, i went to the movies earlier this week i went by okay. myself it was nice. m- myself in a large imax theater with a family of four, like 20 rows behind me. Right. I was fine. Like that yeah. scenario, I, I feel like, listen, am I going to be, you know, was I raring to go to the Shang-Chi premiere tonight? Probably not. That's going to be a theater full of people. I'll yes. skip that. Will I go see Shang-Chi by myself on a Sunday morning at 11, 12 o'clock or Likely. even during the week, maybe take a, a little break in the middle of the week and do like a, a Tuesday one o'clock or whatever. So I'm by myself. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think there's like kind of levels to it. Uh, the movies are slowly coming back. It's easier for us to say where we are because right. we're in, we're in the Northeast. We are in areas that are, you know, we have a population that's largely vaccinated we're not having the same level of spikes that we're seeing in the South. That's also true. Also very true. Baby girl is very upset about gets it. what's going on in the world. She, she, she just woke it. up from a uh, bad dream, apparently. I don't know if you heard no. we're able to hear her. It was, it's very yes. sad. When, when she wakes up from like a, a scary dream or something, it's like the saddest cry she does. This is the saddest. Oh my god! And she cry. does this frown. Too. She never frowns like it. it's literal. A literal. Oh, it's just so sad. But it's anyway, so she's so okay. Sad. She's okay. She's oh, good. Um, good. I forget what I was talking about. That threw me off. But that's fine. Um, <laughs> I I think it's it's easier for us to say like, oh yeah, we can go to the movies because we'll we're we're in a place where we could do it. So I don't know. I think the the movie theaters have to start. Uh, they they got to release these movies at some point. They just got to do it. Otherwise, what? All the hype is going like, to be gone. What are we not going to make the money two years from now anyways? Exactly. And the longer you wait, the less people are going to care. 
Right. Right. Like so, you're going to lose that group. Neil. Yeah. Last week you suggested to me. I did. An oldie but a goodie. Yes. Taxi. Taxi. Television show, the classic television show. Yes. And I suggested to you the hit, one of the hits of the summer last year. Right. The last dance. Yes. What do you want to start with? Uh, let's start with Taxi. Okay, let's, let's start with let's hear Taxi. your thoughts. Um, so, in full disclosure, I only watched the first episode. Okay. However, yes. I think I have a lot to say. Ah. Well, I'm, I'm to say. delighted. What do you have um, to say? So, this a was lot. a very interesting pilot. Yes. Like, I agree. It gets things get real. Oh, yeah. In this opening pilot. I guess my question to you Uh before we start is like, is that typical of the show? Or is it sillier than that? No, I mean, it gets incredibly silly, but it absolutely deals with with serious topics. You know, it's almost like um, it's like an all in the family where it's definitely dealing with the topics of the day. But the characters are making it okay to talk about those things. If that makes gotcha. sense. Got you. Got you. Yes, that does. So, but give me more. Make sense. I'm, I'm, that does I'm make very sense. interested. So we've got Judd Hirsch. Oh, yes. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of some things that are more recent that people might know him for. I'm, he's one of those guys that has just been in a lot of stuff. He played. Um, he was in um, Independence Day. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Um, he was actually in Uncut Gems that you watched yes, he uh, was. last week, and you you mentioned that. Um, you had Mary Lou Retton or Henner. 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 Yeah. Who, again, another one of those who's just like, if you've seen her, she's familiar. Yes, you will absolutely recognize her from things. You will recognize her from things because she's in yes. a lot of things. Um, Jeff Conway. Yes. From Greece. Yes. Is in this. Had no idea. Doesn't do much with himself after, but yes. Danny DeVito is obviously we know he's in this. Is this where he star. got his start? This is, yeah, this makes him, this, like we were talking this about. This launches him. Right. Talking about this things launches that, like, his movie career, Absolutely. essentially? Absolutely. Okay. Because he didn't really do many movies prior. New. Interesting. No, this launches Interesting. Him. So that's where it's going to be like, maybe I need to continue with this show just to see how more, much more popular he'll get. Yeah. Just to see how he develops. Uh, yeah. Um, Tony Danza. Tony Danza. Hold me closer, Tony Danza. <laughs> Absolutely. We didn't mention him last week when you were telling me who was in this. Uh, well, you know, I wanted to um, leave some to the imagination. That was a surprise. Yes. Now, again, is this his start as well? Absolutely. So he actually was trying to be a boxer. So his character is like... Is a boxer. They mentioned exactly. it. Exactly. Right. They mentioned it. Okay. Um, so you have him. And then you have Andy Kaufman. Oh, yeah. Very interesting character he's playing. Yes. Um, Gets weirder and weirder as time I'm goes sure. On. I'm sure. Uh, no Christopher Lloyd in the beginning. Not it looks in the like pilot. He, jo- he 
joins up later on. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like those those were the heavy the heavy hitters from the the opening pilot. Okay. And I was pleasantly surprised by just the amount of people that I knew. Absolutely. So it was fun. It was fun seeing all of those people's starts. Like you hear about a lot of like there are a lot of modern shows that we have where like that we kind of grew up with or or have seen and like that launched careers. Like you can even look at something uh, like Friends, for instance, and that launches the career of a huge career of Jennifer Aniston. Certainly, You, you can look at something like even like something like community, right? And right. You have th- that launches the career of Donald Glover that launches Glover. the career of Alison Brie, Brie, like kind of yep. these younger actors that go on to great success. Um, and I'm just throwing random shows off the top of my head. So yeah. it was cool to see an older show. And that you can did the see same that thing. history where it's like, Oh yes. wow, this really did the same exact thing. This is where they all came from. Almost to the point where it's like, I don't know, just looking back on older shows in general, I don't know outside of Saturday Night Live, which is kind of a cheat code, what single television show launched that many many careers. Yes. That would be like like a cool trivia question. Absolutely. Absolutely. But so now, like, here's a couple questions. It's a strange one. But did you skip the intro or did you listen to the intro? I did listen to the intro. Dulcet, like a Very calming. S- slow. It's an yes. odd intro because you want to get people ready to watch what they're right. about to watch, right? So it's usually upbeat or it's, this is just like slow and in. plodding. And yeah. yeah. Interesting choice for the intro. I would say, you know, anyone who is in marketing would be just so upset with that choice. Well, but I agree with you today. Then I think the attention span, like I'm doing a rewatch of, which is why I referenced All in the Family. And I didn't realize, like, I mean, I realized it because of the nostalgia of my childhood, but they essentially sing an entire song as the opening. Yes. Like it's a, it's a song with words that they sing. Right. And then I was thinking of like uh, family ties again, an entire song, mm-hmm. uh, this taxi, it's an instrumental, but it's like these intros were very long. Well, you look at all the like old movies too. You yes. have to sit through the entire credits. Right. Good. In the opening, opening credits and right. you sat through them and they were a good three to five good minutes. Chunk long. Yeah that you were sitting through waiting for the movie to start. It was interesting tactic that very interesting tactic back then. Um, So this first episode, essentially, you know, we get the intro to the crew, right? In in the beginning, Um, you get the intro to, um, to Judd Hirsch's character, Alex, uh, Bobby, who's Jeff Conway, his character is, I guess, trying to be an upcoming actor. Tony yes. Danza's character, who plays Tony, he's a boxer. You have Danny DeVito is kind of 
the the manager of the taxi garage like, like he's telling he's the dispatcher he's telling people right. okay you're taking this car and doing this route and all that um you have elaine yes who comes in she just joins and you have andy kaufman playing latka latka who is the mechanic right. foreign mechanic Jeez. and they discover that the the payphone in the place and it's funny to see that a payphone you don't see that right anymore. the payphone in the place is essentially broken and you could just drop your quarter in. it thinks you've paid but it just goes right to the return slot right and they're all just excited to be able to make free phone free calls. phone calls and like imagine that that is the premise of a show that's the, the premise of an entire episode of a right. of a opening the opening pilot episode of a show and Jeez. so you know everyone's doing like silly things tony danza he calls back to uh, he calls like vietnam he does a yeah. long distance call over there because that's where he served and like all this random stuff and then judd hirsch's character goes and he calls his estranged daughter who he yes. hasn't seen for 15 years. And this is where now things get go from silly to like, oh, things are very serious. Now. Taking a turn. And he goes and he finds out that she's uh, about to leave Miami to go ab abroad. And so he right. drives down with the crew in a taxi um, to Miami, the Miami airport, and he meets up with his daughter. And it's like a real like conversation that someone would have when they're first meeting their father after not seeing them for 15 years intense a bit it got a little intense i was very surprised yes i was like wow you went there for the opening very strange choices by this tv show correct just they really just strange like that's what in. you went for Diving that's that's a in. later like you know at least episode five episode Yes. And you just opened up with it. Opened right up. I dig it. I think it's so I you know, it it was enjoyable. It was very slow for okay. me. Like it, the the opening song and sequence kind of alluded to that a yeah, little that bit. It was going to be a, a It's a, a little yeah, part. it's a little slow. This is back in the day where Essentially, every episode of television was like a bottle episode. Yes. You know what I mean? They're all Absolutely. in the garage, except for like a couple scenes here and there. Here and there. But that's um, the central premise. That's the central premise, which is impressive in itself to be Correct. able to keep you, you know, interested. Do a show that went for, gosh, how many episodes? Went from 1978 to 1983. They did 114 right. episodes. Respectable. And all of the episodes have to center around this one garage because that right. was the set that they had. Which I, again, very, very, uh, what's the word? Bold, not unusual at the time in terms of having a singular set, but definitely the most unusual setting for that period. Like you yeah. had MASH, which was in war. Mm-hmm. But everything else was basically like a house, you know, right? Or you know, a, a, a family, like uh, setting. a lot of families, a lot of living Different rooms, homes, a lot of living rooms, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I like it. Um, yeah, I I enjoyed the first episode. I it's 
I don't know if it's something I'm going to be continuing with. I'm interested right. in it, but there's just so much other stuff that I'm watching that it might be one of those things that kind of gets lost in the shuffle okay. for me in full honesty, but I'm enjoyed yeah. it. I'm glad I at least checked out the pilot and kind of saw, you know, the roots of some of my favorite actors, especially including uh, Danny DeVito, who's, you know, actually my wife and I are watching always sunny together. Oh yes. Which is just incredible. Um, so yeah, good, good suggestion. All right. Excellent. So, but it, you, you may, uh, watch another episode is where you're leaving it yes there's possibility of me continuing if it does not get lost in the shuffle like if it does get lost in the shuffle it's not because it's anything personal against it it's just one of those things where i just i haven't found the time yet haven't found the time yeah all right i watched um i watched the last dance so Without burying the lead, I'm up to episode four. I've done three full episodes. Interesting. Okay. I'm I'm going to finish it. Wow. Okay. okay. I just yeah yeah, because it was so like I'm not I, like I enjoy football, but I'm not a, a sportsman as it right. were. Like That's fine, absolutely. You know, I yep. like to sit down watch a movie. I enjoy a documentary, but I rarely watch like a thirty for thirty or uh, something like that. Right. I think the last one I watched was about you know the boxer from my hometown uh chuck wepner was the inspiration for rocky but so long story short i really enjoyed this i think they broke it out well uh and the moment i sat down and and you kind of alluded to this like as it was playing out i really didn't realize until i started watching this that i do have a connection to Michael Jordan, the Chicago Bulls, of course, at a very because, specific time in yeah, history. You are a child of the '90s. Yes, every single child of the '90s has a connection to Michael Jordan, whether Correct. you're into sports or not. Absolutely, he is. He transcends. You know, yes, sports. The medium, absolutely. Yeah. What Ali did for boxing, what Hulk Hogan did for wrestling, you know, he absolutely did for basketball. Absolutely. And it was interesting to watch all these things and like his characteristics and, and kind of really start to see like what kind of a person he was. But the other thing is I did not realize how many people I was familiar with and that they were on that team. Like it, I forgot all about Dennis Rodman yes. for a minute. Right. And I loved that Dennis Rodman came from the Pistons, which was their like rival team. They were kind of the physical yeah. bullies of basketball. And then he joins to become uh, a, a Chicago Bull and then starts all this like, I'm dying my hair. I'm doing this craziness. Really, I'm becoming. It really is like be outside of the sports yeah. part of it. It's an incredible story and it drama. There, incredible storyline. Story the particular things that happen, like you say, with Dennis Rodman being on their arch nemesis team, team. and then coming right. and joining their side and being, you know, 
being the way he is to disappearing at times, having right. to come back, but still like Michael Jordan always having his back. You yes. have at some point, and I don't know, I don't remember which point you're at right now through okay. three episodes, but you know, at some point Michael Jordan, because what they're doing is they're, they're playing out the very last season, which they called yes. the last dance. That's why it's titled. But I like going that back in time. Right. each episode to show how they got to that last season. And that's what I like. So there's two things about this. I like the fact that every, they're kind of giving everybody a portion, uh, a substantial portion of an episode to right. shine. You know, all of that, the episode on, on Dennis Rodman was really something interesting. The thing I found most interesting was like, it was Madonna. When he started dating Madonna, and her, like she was, you know, what's her name? Lady Gaga wearing the meat suit. You know, it was, it she was, was Madonna's Lady Gaga. Right. In fact, it was really, it was like Cher first and then Madonna. And then, yes. but like, so Madonna told him, you need to figure out who you are mm -hmm. and be like, you need to be your own character so you don't get lost in the Jordan shuffle or or the you know right so like and as i was watching it i was like that makes so much sense like of course he would get all of that from madonna like elvis elvis presley he was elvis and then he struck up a friendship with liberace mm -hmm. okay and liberace was like was whoever was who he was and was over the top with like capes and candelabras yes, over and the, the way top, top very flamboyant yes but he told elvis you know you be a character it's your show you're on stage and then elvis started wearing these like you know jumpsuits and outfits the, the capes and everything yeah 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 so I thought that, and and side note, like he always left a seat for Liberace at all his concerts oh, because he, he felt like he did a lot for him. So I I thought that was a cool, a nifty part of of Dennis Rodman that I never understood. I just always knew he was a nut. Um, you get a little out, bit of a deeper understanding for him. Yes, which I yes. appreciated. Yeah. Uh, here's so far again beginning of episode four i've only seen three episodes right quite honestly the thing i was most uh shocked about or excited about was like i forgot how much i knew about scotty pippen yeah because out of the out of the three of them right yes he obviously mike jordan and even dennis rodman they yes. are pop culture icons Right. So uh, beyond the sport, of course, someone like you would know, would know about those them. two. It is surprising for me to hear you say yes. how much you know about Scotty or remember about Scotty. Right. Pippen. Because I because I remember again, like like we said, the nine, like this moment in history where it's so big, you know, and by the time the 97, 98 season was coming about we were definitely old enough to understand the things we were hearing in the world. Yes. Like it's, I, I remember that name always being, so it was Scotty Pippen and was, uh, and this was going on and Michael Jordan and that team, but watching the, the, the last dance, I feel for him because 
while the other two, like Michael Jordan is just, he's the best basketball player ever, but, and, and just raw talent. Yes. But he's a pop culture icon. Dennis Rodman is a pop culture icon. Scottie Pippen just is a, a consummate basketball player. Yes. And it's a shame he didn't get his moment. And he kind of says that like he was right. You know, they were talking to him about his uh, contract and, you know, he wasn't getting his money and he kind of went on strike for a, a little bit and tried to, you know, deal with his, uh, get his money raised. So did when they do Michael basically the so full Scotty Pippen episode? Like they gave the full background on him and everything yeah, for the most yeah, part? Yeah, yeah they I, did I that saw episode. that. Maybe I'm up to the fourth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. They did the Scotty Pippen episode and he, in many cases, like he was second to Michael Jordan in almost everything, but there were moments where he was on par. And the thing that I appreciate because it's, it's a Gretzky thing. So Gretzky is like the greatest of all time. The great one. Mm -hmm. Gretzky has more assists than he has goals. Yes. And that's what makes a great player. I mm -hmm. think. And Scottie Pippen has the most assists. Like he, he fed, yeah, he Jordan, was the all around. Of course, you know, of course. So, yeah. like, I appreciated that about him. You know, so the long story short is, I'm absolutely going to finish this. It was a great suggestion. I, I, it took me back. I think even people that don't have a connection to that era will appreciate it because there's a lot of personalities. There's a lot there, um, and you do know these names, like even if you don't realize it. But I like that it's called the Last Dance mainly because I like that th that's what it was called in 97, 98. Like yes. when they put the playbook out back to it. Yep. Yes. So that was nice. Cause when I heard that, I was like, Oh, this is, you know, they're going over the top and what kind of name is that? Calling it the last right. dance. They're yeah. so full of themselves. They're full of themselves. So I thought it was great. You know, that that's what it was from. That's awesome. I'm really glad yes. that that suggestion panned out because I, I thought it was a bit of a risk. Yeah. Just, but I, I, I thought if there was anything that was going to push through, even though it was basketball related, I, right. that was going to be the one. And obviously it's something that I, I love. Oh, um, yes. So I'm, I'm very, I'm very pleasantly surprised that you enjoyed it. That's great. I did I, indeed. Great. And you're going to enjoy the rest of it. It's all, uh, the, oh, I'm the sure whole thing is awesome. Yeah. They do an amazing job. Um, Cool, man. Well, yes. that's going to do it for us this week. Yes. Next week, we are going to return with some more what if. Right. We're going to return with some more rolling or trolling. But we have a suggestion for each other. Yes, indeed. For next week. Um, it is a new show that just premiered this past Tuesday. Started with three episodes. And then it'll be an episode a week following so i think what we're gonna do is we're just gonna add this as something that we talk about it each week because we like right. the players who are involved absolutely 100 and why not we we don't need to just recap marvel every week yeah like we will recap marvel every week but we could oh, recap yes. other stuff each week too absolutely so we are going to start talking about every week only murders in the building it is the new yes show on hulu starring steve martin martin short and selena gomez 
which we're going to start to, I think, well, you know, we've, there's a few episodes out. Let's wait till next week to discuss it. But there's a lot, like, there's meat there. There's things going on. Yeah. But because I know you've watched, have you watched all three episodes? I have. I've watched like two and a quarter, two and a half episodes. Just without giving anything away or anything like that, we'll obviously go in depth next week after we've seen four episodes now. Yes. What is your just overall impression to kind of tease it out to the people? I think everybody is playing their strength perfectly in this. And I know little about Selena Gomez. Um, and I cared little about Selena Gomez going into this, but you know, she holds her own among two people that have been in the business doing amazing work for over 45, 50 years. So I think I would leave it at that. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that too. Cause I'll, I'll give my thought. I, I, I agree. I think that it's very good so far and I'm excited about it. I'm excited that Steve Martin and Martin short are kind of back on the scene, yes. which yes. is great. Um, so yeah, we're going to, we're going to talk about that next week and, and, and through season one, because we enjoy it. We're going to start adding Absolutely. some more. I think it's a good idea. And this was, this, this was your idea. Um, to bring this show on to the podcast. And I think it's something oh, yeah. that we should look at other shows outside of just, you know, the Marvel ones um, to talk about. Obviously, we'll still talk about the Marvel ones. I think definitely. Um, I don't know if you're caught up with Succession, but I think that comes back in October. That it might does. be something I we want to consider uh, watching each week. Because um, that's going to be a popular one. We've got some... You know, obviously Marvel in, in November with Hawkeye uh, is going to come out. And then I think in January is Peacemaker. The, in January. So that's a DC show. Maybe we give that a shot. I don't know. We're going to we're going to see. Well, we're going to keep it interesting. Yeah, um, that's going to do it for us for this week. Thank you guys for watching or not watching, listening as always, as always. Please like, subscribe, leave a review. Wherever it is that you're listening, we're on all the major platforms, um, including Neil's great, fantastic, wonderful website, gluedtothescreen.com. That's glued, the number right. two, thescreen.com. Neil, what do you have to say to the people? Stream on, everybody.